This episode of the No Cap Sports Show podcast is brought to you by Glamix by Hideout. 6355 Rolling Road, Springfield, Virginia. Visit GlamixbyHideout.com. Good evening, family. This is the No Cap Sports Show podcast where sports and convos collide. I am your moderator, Ebony Lofton, and welcome to week two and episode two of the No Cap Sports Show podcast. Well, without further ado, I want to bring in our hosts who uh, have a lot of topics to talk about tonight. Our very first is our host and creator, Mr. Fred Keith. And he is uh, born and raised in the DMV, a graduate of T.C. Williams. And he says he's a super crazed sports fan and that he's very passionate about talking about sports uh, topics. He is Freddy, Mr. Fred Keith. What's up, Elna? How you doing? What's up, social media? I am well. How are you, my dear? Hey, I'm blessed. I'm blessed. I'm blessed. I can't complain about nothing, man. I'm happy as hell. How it are you? It won't change anything. It won't change anything, <laughs> any complaints. That's what I learned. So I, know, I try I, to I be happy what... as well. Yeah. Yeah. Did, did I ever tell anybody that I thought T.C. Williams was really black? But, you know, that's between us. What? Really you aren't the only that. one? Okay. You I, I, you know, I just one. thought it was me, you know? So, yeah, hey, don't no, see me. No, that's that's no. what I always thought. Matter, I thought T.C. Williams was black. I'm sorry. Yeah, I th- I thought he played for the Bullets myself, but I, I guess not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so you play too much, man. Oh, gosh. All right. Our first co-host is uh, born and raised in South Carolina, but he's been around the world. Ah, yeah, yeah. Uh, he's a sports enthusiast and claims to be a non-delusional Cowboys fan. Uh, but get into this <laughs> very interesting background that he has right here. Uh, he is none other than Mo Money, Maurice Faison. Hey, what's going on, family? What's, what's up with you? What's the deal, bro? For another week, I'm good. I'm blessed. It's, I can't wait to get it started. Let's let's do this thing. Absolutely. All right, all right, all right. Well, this next gentleman is also born and raised in South Carolina, a diehard Lakers, Cowboys, Braves, Clemson, and UNC fan bless his heart um <laughs> but he does believe that kobe is the goat and so i, I can give him that one I'm, I'm down with that he is j will j dub mr jonathan williams what's going on what's going on everybody how y'all doing what's what up what's do? up j will i'm doing good man doing good i'm ready to get this show on the road tonight Uh-oh. yes indeed y'all are in trouble y'all are in trouble oh <laughs> goodness Last but never least, this young man, uh, who is also from the Alexandria area, says his love of the sport started at the age of seven, playing intramural basketball and flag football for the Alexandria Olympic Boys and Girls uh, Squad. All right. A, 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 A. Played football at Francis C. Hammond. Um, And he feels like there are no other greater debates than sports. You can't be mad at that. He is the Double R, Ron Russ. What's happening, fam? What's up? What's up, Double R? All right. Just two things real quick. Just um, just here so I don't get fined. And Michael Jordan is the GOAT. Let's go. Oops. <laughs> Love it. Yeah, Love let's tap it. in. Let's tap in. 
All right, family, if you do not know, we want to make sure that you are aware that you can be part of the conversation. So please join and give us a call at 800-51-NO-CAP. That's 800-516-6227. Okay, fellas, I hope that you're ready. This is going to be tough. Uh, what did we learn from week one of the NFL games? Um, I will say that we learned a lot about who we thought some of these teams were, but others, wow. Um, what do you got? Man, I learned that we need to just pipe down a little bit in terms of the expectations of this Washington football team defense. You know, I understand it's the first week. I know I overreacted via text and stuff like that when we was texting back, back and forth on Sunday or what have you. I know it's just one week, but, man, I've seen this story last year as well. Um, I like our front four. I like our back seven. I mean, I like our, our secondary. But again, the linebackers, the, the linebacker core, man, is the worst that I've that, that I've seen in quite some time, man. Uh, they they can't tackle. They can't catch anybody. Can't you know? They can't cover any uh, tight ends or what have you. They can't cover backs out the uh, backfield. I mean, yeah, we definitely going to have to get that uh, shored up very quick. I also learned that Jamar Chase can actually catch an NFL football. Everybody was sitting there criticizing in terms of, hey, yeah, well, he missed a couple of passes uh, throughout the preseason, what have you. Look here, man. This dude is a straight beast, okay? Straight from LSU, man. And he didn't get drafted six overall by Cincinnati Bengals for nothing. So uh, he brought it last week, and I look for him to bring it throughout the rest of the year. We also learned that, man, hey, Justin Herbert is, is for real. He is a major problem. He is going to be a major problem. Yeah, he, he, I mean, he put it up last year. He did his thing last year, and he's off to a hell of a start this year. Um, you can see what he did to us. Uh, he pretty much just shredded the shit out of us. And not only that, he was eight, uh, 14 of 18 uh, on third downs as well, man. So, uh, yeah, Justin Herbert, man, was very impressive. Oh, Dak is back. Yeah, I <laughs> Dak is back. Can you hear? Can you? Can you? Can you envision a Washington football team uh, fan saying that shit right there? Dak is back. Okay, yeah. He. I was definitely impressed uh, with his performance uh, last week. Although I'm glad you did. You lose to the Tampa Bay uh, Buccaneers, but yeah, he was. He was sharp. He was precise. Um, uh, I wasn't too thrilled with him in terms of uh, capitalizing. Uh, you know, in the red zone and stuff like that. But for the, you know, but for the most part, moving around in the pocket and stuff like that. Coming back off that significant uh, injury that he had last year, yeah, he was very impressive. He was very impressive. Um, Sean McVay and Matt Stafford, it's a perfect match. Uh, you see what they did to Chicago. I mean, gosh, yeah, that is a perfect, that is a, that's a match made in heaven. So I was definitely impressed with that tandem right there along with their defense. Um, yeah, so yeah, I was, I was definitely impressed with them too. Jalen Hurts uh, could be a good fit for Nick Sirianni's offense. We understand it's the Falcons that we're talking about, so we got to bring it down a little bit. But I mean, man, it, it was he was looking very, looking very uh, well in that offense, man. So yeah, um, I think he fits that offense very well in terms of what I've seen in Week One. But we we just definitely see. Yeah, for me, fellas, this I didn't. I'm gonna keep it brief with y'all. I mean, it's just Week One. Like Aaron Rodgers said, relax. You know, there's there's a lot of opportunity. Uh, to turn things around. Um, in fact, if you look at games last year, Baltimore Ravens beat the Browns 38 to three. It was a scrubbing. The Jacksonville Jaguars actually won a game and they beat the Indianapolis Colts. And then we know how that turned out. So week one, it's, it's a lot of room for, for people to fix themselves and get better and, and for some corrections. But I will tell you, I got one hot take though. I will tell you, I don't care if you Aaron Rodgers, I don't care if you, you John Elway, you Troy Aikman, 
Well, you, you got to come to training camp and you have to practice with your guys. And that's what happened to the Green Bay Packers last week. Whenever you don't prepare together as a team, that's what you look like. And the same thing with the Tennessee Titans. I love Julio. I much respect the Julio. One of my favorite receivers from college to the NFL. But you, you have to practice. If you don't practice, you won't be on the same page with your quarterback. So looking at week one, I would say the teams that had the time to prepare together and and, and, and put things together in the offseason, they look prepared. And, and the teams that, that didn't practice or their quarterbacks was trying to get traded or anything like that, they look like they was trying to get traded. So it's just week one. We're mm-hmm. going to relax. We're going to see how this thing looks. Oh, oh, I forgot about something. I told y'all that Ryan Fitzpatrick wasn't going to last a whole season. I ain't think he was playing on a bad hip, but he ain't making it, and he ain't going to make it. And I've been telling Washington Redskins fans that for a long time. I don't even know why y'all would even think to put y'all faith in him. Ryan Fitzpatrick been with half the teams in the NFL, and, and it looked like he going to be with another team. Uh, so <laughs> – so good luck with that. That's all I got to say about week one. Uh, I'm going to keep mine brief. My recent Fred covered a whole lot of it. But what I took from week one was uh, first things first, like Fred acknowledged, my boy Dak is back. He played like he had a fire lit under him, like he was under some pressure. He, he performed. He came through. Um, secondly, I want to say, um, damn, Jameis Winston looked good. He looked real good. People counted him out because of the whole – see, people people love to talk about the bad things. You know what I'm saying? He threw 30 interceptions. That's bad. But people fail to realize or talk about the last time he played a whole season, he led the league in passing yards, and he also threw for 30 touchdowns. So if he could tone down the interceptions a little bit, he put up 38 points on Green Bay this past week. Um, Kyler Murray, I'm going to be the first to admit <clears throat> I was wrong about Kyler Murray. I didn't think he would be – this good of an NFL. I didn't think it would translate this well, but so far, with, with it is just one game. But with this, with this is his third year, right? Correct me if I'm wrong, third year. He's shown from his first year, last year, and that first game, he's gotten better progressively every year. And the look in his eyes, like when I was watching that game and they were scoring on Tennessee, he wasn't celebrating. He wasn't running to the end zone to do the whole celebration camera he was locked like he was locked in he was literally stern face score a touchdown go to the sideline like he was ready for the next you know what i'm saying so i think this is a probably an unpopular opinion but kyler murray could make a push for mvp and my last thing is outside of tampa bay from what i realized after the first week i think the nfc is wide open for a lot of teams to make a push at the super bowl out of the nfc
really took from it was the Cowboy fans relishing in the moral victory about how they took Tampa Bay down to the wire. Unbelievable. Now, some things just never change, bro. You know, I mean, the fact the fact that they're relishing in a moral victory because they took Tom Brady to the last second of the game. Unbelievable. And on that note, fellas, how in? Ron, you you literally just did a more victory for the Browns. You just did the same thing. Oh, we're talking about the Cowboys. They made a statement. They did I said the Cowboy fans. The Cowboy fans. The Cowboy fans. This is what they That's do every time. year. Everything's always well. You saw how close we played them. So there's there. It's only W's and L's. There's not W L tie and how close did we play them or did we take them to the end of the game so That's i'm just so, I'm so just what, talking so about what, the fans what was the point of, of your statement saying the browns made a statement they lost they did the same thing we did right and i said they made a statement as, as they are going to look good because they were they were my favorite they were one of my contenders this year so and that's I, why the cowboys fans being being uh but in the same thing we look good against tampa bay hey 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 bro don't follow him up he talking about hopeful joe and crackhead john man hey i need some receipts what cowboy fans you talking about Oh, Fred, 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 DMV Cowboy. Um, on Facebook, it, uh, it was, man, did oh, y'all see him. what we did? We took them down to the end of the game. So oh, we did. What? Oh, oh, trust and believe. We Trust and believe. I got them all on my page, man. Uh, yeah. from, I mean, they, they take a moral victory every day of the damn week, man. <laughs> every day of the week. Every damn week. I'm like, Slim, you played to win the damn game, right. man. Right. All that shit, what we could have done, game. what we almost done, don't mean shit. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. I, hey, Ron, I was about to light you up. up I, I, Ron, I was about to light you up uh, a little bit, big bro. When you said, when you said, yeah, Cleveland almost got it done, and you know, because to Jay's point, I was like, bro, you pretty the much making thing. the same. You pretty much making <laughs> the same, same argument. Thing. But they man, dominated that. That for they dominated that game. Yeah, oh, Kansas City dominated that fourth True quarter. Indeed. They dominated True the fourth quarter, bro. When it when it mattered the most. Same thing I was trying to tell you about Westbrook. Uh, 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 Jay will, but that's 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 another subject for another day or what have. We don't even get to that right now. And I still and I and I still like Cleveland to win the division. Still like him to win the division. Love yeah, him. I, I, that, not not a bad pick, man. I mean, yeah, Baltimore. I mean, like you said, I'm not gonna overreact because, like you said, it's week one. Mm-hmm. Uh, we don't know what. Yeah, Baltimore got about uh, 16 injuries in terms of uh, running back, so we'll definitely see. Also, what I wanted to add, man, uh, do y'all think the NFC West could possibly get four teams in the, uh, in the playoffs? Maybe. Maybe. Have you ever mar- just marinate on that shit, man? And you uh, got a seventeen. And, and look here, you got an extra play. You look here, you got an extra. You got an extra. What a seventeenth game. Not only that, I think uh, then uh, what? I think you got an extra. What is that? Like an extra playoff? Um, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. seven teams. It's seven yeah, teams. Seven teams now, right? Right. Yeah, it's possible. Right. right. It, it it really is possible, man. If you really sit back and marinate on that shit yeah. for a second. The top hey, seed gets like, the like, buy. Like, like my bro Arlon just said in the chat, man. Chiefs didn't have Frank Clark or Honey Badger, man. We not sold on Cleveland just yet. I am. Hey, Kevin, hey, my man. Hey, cuz. Before the Kevin season Washington. started. Kevin before said, the Green season Bay started, I'm sold on. My bad. Yeah, Green Bay is. Green Bay could be yeah. in trouble, cuz. Green Bay look bad. Yeah, hey, whenever your quarterback don't want to step up and be a leader, you always in trouble. And don't take any type of accountability whatsoever, man. Quick to throw everybody else under the bus, man. That's why I told. That's why I told you. If there's a situation where he wanted to be traded, I, I'm not as, as a WFT fan. I'm not interested in him. Sorry, not. But you know, that's that's what I feel about the situation. Well, you know, definitely week one has been very interesting. Um, and which brings us to the next question of the evening. I um, I'm not really sure how I feel about this one, fellas, but I am. Um, 
very eager to see what you guys, sorry, what you guys think on this one. And the question is, you know, you guys just mentioned Ryan Fitzpatrick. Should the Washington football team sign free agent Cam Newton? E, what you got? Hell no. <laughs> no. The answer is no. I mean, how much better at this point is Cam Newton going to be than the current Washington quarterback? I don't think he's that much better. Um, you have to totally change your offensive scheme to, to make it fit around Cam Newton's skill set. You guys don't have a big wide receiver. You know, Cam Newton is at his best when he can have a, like a six foot four, six foot five wide receiver, somebody who can catch. Um, but no, I think Cam better days are, are, are behind him. Whenever you lose your job to a rookie quarterback, now that rookie quarterback looked good and we won, but no, I don't, I don't think he's going to do y'all any service. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, pack, uh, caveat. I mean, I'm a piggy, uh, I'm a, I'm a pivot off of this one. I think Washington messed up they, their quarterback situation in past drafts. And this, I love Chase Young. I love Chase Young. And I don't want to change the narrative, but you not winning championships with no defense in. You have to have a quarterback. Y'all should have went and got Justin Hugh. So don't sign Cam. Just let it stay what it is and, and focus in on the draft next year and bring in somebody. Uh, that's my take on the fellas. Um, well, once again, I'm going to play a little bit of devil's advocate. I don't think Cam is what he used to be by a long shot. Don't get me wrong. But mm -hmm. let's pump the brakes. He's still better than damn Taylor Heineke. Let's not get carried away. He's still Cam Newton. It's still, I agree, it's, it's not 32 other quarterbacks better than Cam Newton right now. So, I feel like if you have Taylor Heineke, who, who is y'all backup? Kyle right Allen. Kyle, Kyle Allen. Allen. So, I mean, I don't know. I, I think <laughs> I think Cam Newton, at least if you're going to bring him in, at least be a backup, be a veteran. I mean, why 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 not? Like, I, But he's better than Taylor Heineke to me. He's better than Kyle Allen to me. I mean, like, I get it. Washington fans like Taylor Heineke for the end of the year he had, but – Let's not get carried away like Cam Newton isn't better than what you have. If you don't feel like he will work, then that's fine. If that's your argument, that's fine. But let's not say that he's not better than what you have. That's false. I don't agree with that part. But that's my take on it. I think he's better than anything y'all have. So if I from my understanding of playing sports, if if you're bad at something and you get something better, I don't really see how to make you worse. But that's just me. That's my take on it. Well, there's a reason why Ron Rivera let him go when he was in Carolina. There was a reason why Ron Rivera shut down any type of Cam Newton talk last year. There's a reason why Ron Rivera shut down Cam Newton talk on Monday. This Monday just passed. I mean, so obviously, I mean, he was a, he was he was the guy that drafted him. You know, he was the guy who they who he went to the Super Bowl with. But no, right. absolutely not. I don't. I mean, and I'm not. And I I believe that he's better than than Taylor Heineke. Mm -hmm. But and I'm not like in love with Taylor Heineke because Taylor Heineke can't stay healthy. So now we got another quarterback who's not that durable. He's a short guy now. He can make all the throws. He knows that offense like the front to the back of his hand. Right. You know, and that's what I like about him. He got a lot of poise. You know, he he, he never gets rattled. My thing with Cam is I just think with this young team right now. See, Cam Cam is 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 is, is a like his his favorite word. He has a lot of aura with him. Mm -hmm. You know, he's a he, he's a polarizing figure. You know, yeah. and I just think because this team is so young, I don't think 
that that's what we need right now. You know, right. I heard Ron Rivera say yesterday morning he's happy with he's happy with the guys that he has, but when I heard that, I also said, "Well, what the hell are you supposed to say?" You right. know, so um, <laughs> I, mean, I mean, you don't right. want right. you don't want you don't want you don't want to let the other thirty-one teams know that you're not right. happy with your quarterback. So, um, for the most part, no. Um, and they just uh, put a uh, Cal Shermer from Vanderbilt on the uh, practice squad. So, like I said, man, um, you know, we'll see what happens. I do, I, I really do like Taylor, though. Um, you know, like I say, he got a lot of poise and he doesn't get rattled. But no, no Cam Newton for me. Uh, yeah, so I mean, to all you guys' point um, points, I, I definitely agree. Um, I wouldn't take him. Uh, I respect him. I respect. I, I respect his career. I respect his greatness or what have you. But I think um, his his greatness is pretty much behind him. You know, a lot, uh, a lot of those injuries took a toll on him and what have you, and it's pretty much catched up catched up with him big time. Okay. Um, in terms of you, you said, Ron, you made a point in terms of uh, Taylor Haneke, you know, what I'm saying being injury prone with well, Cam Newton is injury prone as well. That's true. So, so, I mean, I mean you, know, you know, what I'm saying it's like give or take. But at this point, you're right. I, like I said, I, I'd rather rock with what we have or what have you. You know, what I'm saying in terms of uh, Taylor Haneke and Kyle Allen in terms of backup. Yeah. But I, I do not want to make that move and trying to uh, pick up Cam Newton or whatever. So well, the that's only that's reason, my, yeah, the only reason why I said that Taylor Heineke, he's not like if you look at him, he doesn't like, really have like a football body, you know. So right. he's just like a guy, just you know, what guy walking down the street. So he's just not really that durable. But like I said, give give me his poise, you know, you know, give give, give me his pocket presence and so forth. And the, the the good thing about him is he doesn't mind getting out of the pocket, not get out the pocket to run. You know, but to get out, he knows how to get out of the pocket, you know, to buy some time to throw the ball. So, like right. I said, man, we'll see, man. We got 16 more weeks of this thing, man. Right. I, okay. I think the main thing with Cam, though, the reason why I say, like, he could help, the only way I think Cam would help, though, is if he kind of, if he kind of soaks up, kind of like how Carmelo did. You got to put your pride to the side and understand you're not that guy no more. Mm -hmm. So, if he comes to a team and not try to be the old Cam and accept the fact that, He's not that cam anymore and try and tries to embrace the system, embrace some coaching. I think he could help somebody. I just think he still got a little too much ego on him right now. Sure. Absolutely. So here's my problem. Former MVP. Right. Cam Newton passer rate last year was 39 points. <laughs> there it is right there. Cam Newton threw eight touchdowns, which is <laughs> seven more than Tyler Tyler Henneke right now. Right. And he threw 10 interceptions, bro. And that's in 15 games. This ain't 2015, Cam. Cam Newton been getting progressively worse every yes. year. Yeah. We do this as fans, you know what I'm saying? We hold on to our idols or people that were good. Mm -hmm. But but that that ship has sailed on Cam. I can't yes, say right now definitively that he's that much better than what Washington had. But but Maurice, let me give you a taste of your own medicine, okay? So like you asked me, Cam threw those picks, but does he have a Terry McLaurin over there? Does he have an Antonio Gibson over there? Like you asked me. Does he have those? Jacoby Myers can't hold a damn candle to Terry McLaurin. It's like, a basic but, offense, Jay Will. I mean, it don't it, I mean, bro, he, he don't got the weapons. He had Jacoby Myers as his wide receiver one. Who he's who is he gonna throw to? Everything their offense is predicated off the run, bro. They're, they're off, and, and they off and they throw quick and, 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 and quick and passes and stuff it's, like it's that, man. And he couldn't even run. do that shit. It's not predicated off the run. Uh, Patriots offense was predicated off the pass. Right. Now, right. And now, if you want to say, if you want to say they predicated off the run, he had Damian Harris as his running back. Okay. Come on, let's be real. He, and, don't, he don't got Antonio Gibson, bro. 
So, he don't so, got he don't got what the hell Taylor Heineke put Taylor Heineke on the Patriots last year. His ass would look like what Arlon said, Paul Crew from damn longest yard. That's what the hell he would have looked like. What the hell is Mac What is Mac Jones doing? Disrespecting Cam right now. It's crazy. What is Mac Jones doing? What is Mac Jones Mac doing Jones right now? Mac Jones came from Mac Jones came out of nowhere. He, he ain't that hot to you, but look, I mean, it's the, he didn't his look, statistics tell it. You watched that New England game, he didn't look that hot to me. What, what was you so spectacular? What was you expecting him to do, Jay? Well, he didn't lose a damn game neither, did he? I, I expected him to look better than what the hell they cut Cam for. He didn't look no better than Cam. Oh, come on, bro. We seen this story let's, with Cam let's be last year. We, we seen this story with Cam last year, bro. That dude can barely throw 25 yards, man. Past 25 yards, bro. I, guess. Accurately, I mean, come on, accurately. man. Accurately. Right. For real. Yeah, yeah, but so you it, know what? Hey, hey Fred, got... um, nah, bro, I don't think that um, because probably over the last 10 years, I mean, everybody's saying that uh, New England's offense is probably uh, one of the least simplistic offenses, man, because Cam was saying that he's never been in an offense where he has to recognize the Mike linebacker and so forth. That's usually the center does that, gets everybody. He, he, even Tom Brady said it's a very complex offense to learn, you know? They've all said that. So, you know, I I don't think it's just as simple. Yeah, but they're as, not stretching the ball downfield and stuff right. like that or whatever. Well, happen. they you, will. You, you know, it's not a wide open offense. It's, you know, right. it's, a lot of, it's a lot of uh, bubble it's screens. Screen, yeah, exactly. Bubble screens, right. quick screens to the running back or what have you, or quick passing yeah. game and stuff like that. But everything else is pretty much the run. They set everything else off the run. Somebody brought up a good point. They said, what was Cam's stats before he got COVID? He was killing before he got COVID. You talking about last year or this year? Oh, last he's year. talking about last year. He got COVID, yeah, after the uh, Seattle like, game. He had a like good, he, he had a good Monday week, night game against Seattle, then he got COVID after that. Look, I ain't, look, trying, look, I ain't look, buying that shit. This, Go ahead, this is no cap, so it couldn't have been too damn good. He was, he threw eight touchdowns and ten interceptions. Yeah. So what did he do, all eight touchdowns before COVID? Yeah. <laughs> right. But come on, Arlen. You know better than that, Arlen. Come, come on, bro. Hey, I'm but, just saying, but, man. Look, look, look. Real y'all, talk, y'all did, like when when y'all got made up in y'all mind that y'all don't like a certain player, y'all really nah. go the furthest extent no, to no, this. No, to, no, to, no, no, not bro, you, Ron. No. Not you, Ron. Not you, Ron. You ain't catching <laughs> no. me straight this time. Not Ron. But 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 Maurice and Fred, though, bro. Like y'all. Hey, this dude, J Dub. Okay, man. hold on. Actually, wait, it's wait. not even Fred. What I'm saying right now is strictly for my brother-in-law right now, Maurice. You <laughs> are really disrespecting Cam by saying he's not much better than Taylor Heineke, bro. That's disrespectful, though. Like, this ain't 2015, bro. Show me, like, show me right now. Because I watched them Patriots games because one of my one of my, uh, one of of my my co-workers was from New England. Right. Cam Newton is not putting the ball on target. You ask me who what weapons he have. It don't matter if he can't get it there. You know what I mean? It, it doesn't. If he overthrowing people, he underthrowing them. You know what I mean? He's got, he's got quick feet in the pocket. I understand they didn't have the most weapons in New England last year. But when people was open and he could make plays, he didn't make those plays. Um, that's all I'm saying. Oh, I'm, I'm all about like, and I don't want anybody taking the wrong way, but I'm all about African-American quarterbacks staying in the league. It's not a lot of them, but at the same time, I gotta be fair and objective. Cam Newton is not that dude. If he was, if he was, Bill Belichick ain't about just cutting talent. Like he cuts talent that's past his prime. What talent has Bill Belichick cut? besides Tom Brady, but that's ego. And it's went on to be better than when Bill Belichick cut it. Richard Seymour, Vince Wilford, he don't cut great players outside Tom Brady, but he ain't better Tom Brady left. Kevin Washington said, did, did uh, uh, Matt Jones win? And I'm, I responded to him, Matt Jones don't play defense neither. So there's different aspects of the game, pretty much. He, his job is to manage the game, Kevin. 
is just a magic game, which he did or what have you. He didn't turn the ball over, what have you. So you got to look at every aspect of the game before you say that because I respect you, though. <laughs> and you're a rookie. I mean, we definitely appreciate all the comments um, that we get. Special shout out to Sharon Graham Keith for the uh, wonderful hello. Hello right back to you, darling. Uh, If you do not know, this is the No Cap Sports Show podcast where sports and convos collide. Again, the number to join the conversation is 800-51-NO-CAP. That's 800-516-6227. And you've probably seen it scrolling across, but we have to remind you, please go and check out our website at thenocapsportshow.com. Smash the like and uh, hit the subscribe on our YouTube channel. We are also streaming on iTunes. We are streaming on Spotify. You can find us many places. So, fellas, um, here is the next question. Are you ready? Let's get we'll it. We're going to switch it up a little bit. Let's switch get it. it up a little bit. Uh, a lot of conversations going out there still on LBJ. The latest one was from Mr. <laughs> Rashi Wallace. Let me say, he wasn't exactly you know, beautiful, but I had a huge crush on Rossi Wallace. Boy, I want to know, I listen to anything he said. Anyway, what okay. do you guys think about uh, the comments he made about um, His comments were uh, that LeBron would have been successful, but not as successful as he is now. Those are his comments, right? Or he would have been good, but not as successful. There you go. That's yeah. the latter. So I agree. I think he would have been good. Um, People use the whole crybaby thing. I get it. He cried a lot, but if you're gonna be, if you're gonna, if you're gonna look at the fact that he cried a lot, also look at the fact that he does get fouled a whole lot as well. You can't use the excuse, "Oh, he's so big, so he got to be a man." That, cut that bull. If it's a rule, it's a rule. If the man getting fouled, he's getting fouled. Like, like I don't care nothing about he. He can't. He didn't choose to be six nine two fifty. So why the hell is he getting penalized for not getting fouled? Okay, so. Which translates to my next point. Nobody get offended when I say this, but the oh, yeah, problem with a lot go. of these damn old heads, they feel like that shit was basketball back then. Chopping the man across his fucking neck clothes, that's not basketball. So they feel like, oh, the game was just so soft now and we could play basket. Bro, if you wanted to be a, a if you wanted to choke slam somebody, go fucking wrestle. That's not basketball, bro. <laughs> Grabbing somebody around the shoulder and slamming them to the ground, it's not a damn basketball play. I hate when old heads say we were tough back then. Bro, bullshit. If I wanted to slam some damn body, I would have played for the damn Ravens or some shit. Like, I would have been right beside Ray Lewis. I hate when they use the argument of the fact that basketball is soft. No, basketball now is play how basketball is supposed to play. If You, you can't sit there and fucking hand check and ride a guy when he's dribbling the ball. How the hell do you expect somebody to be good on offense if you're going to allow the defense to just ride the shit out of the man with the ball? Like, that's crazy to me. If you play basketball at any kind of competitive level, you will understand how hard it is to try to dribble the damn ball. Now, if I push back, if I push off, I'm getting called for an offensive foul. That's bullshit. How the hell are you going to sit here and tell me back then guys were able to basically damn near grab his shorts and make him go where I want him to go? That's not fucking basketball, bro. I hate the argument of they let the guys play back. No, they let them guys damn near fight without throwing punches back. Then that shit was bull. Like, I'm not saying it was bullshit, bro, but that whole argument of it was tough. Bro, that argument got to stop, like, because that's not fucking basketball. And if any fan feels like that, that shit was basketball, you need to rethink your logic on the game of basketball because that's not basketball. That's my take on it. 
Don't step well, on some all, toes, but it is what it is. Well, first of all, yeah, well, first of all, Rashid Wallace didn't play in the era where they were having. That was back in the eighties. Trust me, when Rashid Wallace and them were playing, that was a technical foul, probably a flagrant one. Let's get that straight first of all, because remember, Rashid made this comment, not not Larry Bird, Michael Jordan, nobody from the eighties made this comment. Rashid made so, so that's number one. Number two is he said what he said. You know, um, yeah, sure, LeBron would have been good. You know, um, mm -hmm. but. I think what I'm gonna do here, I'm gonna defer two to three youngest here, and then I'm gonna come back. But my mm -hmm. my really my answer was just gonna be he said what he said, and I and I feel him uh 100. Mo, get that smile off your face because I know you wait for me to go. <laughs> I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm I'm just saying, I'm just saying, I really want to hear what you guys got to say, and then I'm gonna piggyback. But no, no, that uh, said, okay, no, nah, I, I will say this. Yeah, say it. J Doug, what up? So you saying? Today's game is 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 real basketball where you can you can score 115 to 129 points a game. So what you basically what you're telling me is defense is not a part of the game because absolutely nobody plays defense in the new league except maybe the Knicks. The Clippers play some decent defense, but I think the Knicks are probably one of the more uh, better defensive teams in the league. Nobody played. You can't tell me about uh, this is basketball. It's played on both ends of the floor, offense and defense. There is no defense being played in this I get new that. NBA. But you know why? But you know why we're not used to seeing one fifteen, Ron? Because how you gonna score one twenty when you get slammed on your damn head every damn nah, play? Nah, man. Nah, man. You over exaggerating now, man. Come on, man. No, what it was? No, listen, listen to me. That they let ride back then, bro. That's not bad. Basketball, Ron. Right. Listen to me. Back in the 90s, when Jordan and all those guys, Penny Hardaway, Shaq, and all that, the reason why they were averaging maybe 98, 96 points, because the game was different. It wasn't played behind the three-point line, and there was actual defense being played. This is a totally different game now, bro. The three-point line was put like, like, some, like back in the early 90s, if you shot a three-point shot, that was considered a bad shot. Like what Steph is doing now, that was considered a bad shot. 25, 26 feet. It was one of those things where somebody pull up and take that shot, and everybody be like, oh, what? Oh, what? Like, what are you doing? Now it's pull up 26 feet. Somebody, right. You're already saying buckets before before the ball even gets to the hole. So it's, I don't really think it's more of, of you know, clotheslining guys or whatever. The game is just different. That's all. That's all it is. It's, just, it's more of a Euro League uh, style game. And that's all I got. Uh, yeah, to piggyback off what uh, Ron said, uh, in, in, in terms of uh, and even um, Jay, Jay Will, the game's totally different. Uh, today's game is totally different from back then. Okay, that's number one. Today's game is predicated on offense, right? Uh, mm -hmm. that's what the league wants. The, the, the league, the league want more points and stuff like that. The league right. want a three point barrage and stuff like that, or what have you. A, a three points made. The game is it. The, the game back then was outside in. Now it's, it's inside, inside out, out, or what have right. you. Got stretch fours and stuff like that. Hmm. All that shit didn't exist back in the, uh, you know, in, in the in the early eighties, late eighties, even in the mid nineties and stuff like that, or what have you. Um, look here. I'm I'm not a LeBron James fan, but I am objective. You know, I, I do keep it one hundred. Okay. The fact of the matter is I understand greatness when I see it. And he is one of the all-time greats. I'm, I'm not going, I am not going to deny that. Yeah, I am a K, I am a KD fan all all day, every day, twice on Sundays, or what have you. But I'm not going to deny that man, um, LeBron James, of his greatness. And would he be able to, I mean, look, 
Rashid came in 1995. Uh, LeBron came in, what, 2003? What have you? Talking about 2003? 2003. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so you're talking about an eight-year difference, what have you. There's, mm -hmm. There was nothing really significant about 95 all the way into 2003, if you really want to, you know, if I, if I really want to tell the truth about it. But the fact of the matter is, yes, he could have played back then. And, yes, he, he could have played back then. And, yes, he would have been successful. He would have been, it'd have been the, same, the same success as he was having right now, man. Who the fuck was going to guard him? Come on, so man! Wait, you got a right. six. So, so, Go so you're Go saying ahead. so you're saying if he played in Rashid's day, he would be considered the goat? Is that I, what you're saying? I, I, did, that's not, did, you, did you hear me say that? I said he would be because you said you said you said he would have the same success now uh, okay. back then as he does now. He's considered the goat by his peers and uh -huh. the younger I, generation. Right. I consider I consider him one of the goats. I do, Ron. I consider right. him one of the goats, but and I, I think, think he would. Go ahead. Go ahead. What was you about to say? Listen. Go ahead, bro. No, yes, I, me personally, I think he would have the same success uh, back then as he is right now, to yeah. be totally honest with you. The only thing you would have to question about LeBron is his outside shot. Okay, that would that, what, and what about didn't them have free throws? What, what about the, what about that horrible free throw shoot? What about to the damn line? Ooh, like sixty nine percent, right? Right. Ron, if Ron, the game Ron, was more Ron, inside six, back then, he, he would have excelled Ron, even six, better. Well, he would have went to the foul line a lot back then. He's a Hold on, bro. He's a six eight six nine locomotive train coming straight through you, bro. He's getting to that line at any time he wants to. And it's no different than than Magic playing point. You know what I'm saying or what have you. Same, pretty much same skill set. But I mean, LeBron is more powerful. Yes, LeBron would have had more success. Yeah. LeBron would have had more success back. I mean, the yeah, same he success be, he as he is right now. I'm sorry, I had to yeah. uh, reiterate that. So yeah, Fred, you just surprised me. You surprised cry me. Cry too much. You so cry too much. Is, for me. Huh? We got to look at what Rasheed Wallace he said. He said he would have been success. He would have held his own, but he wouldn't been as successful. So I can only since we don't have Rasheed Wallace number. I don't know him personally. Um, I can only infer what he said. So I'm thinking he's saying statistically. He may have still been successful or be able to hold his own, mm -hmm. but the championships may be a little different. That's a good point. But and I and to that, I kind of agree with Rasheed in that era. But here's the part that's kind of confusing to me. They played in the same damn era. And, you know, so because usually an era is marked by a significant event. And for Rasheed Wallace, that'd be the championship in 2004. Hell, he didn't even make the all-star game until 2006. So that's one thing but to go off of his point i don't think lebron would have had the, the finals run that he had back in the 90s because he'd have had to go through mj and them so that that right there in itself rasheed wallet is, is correct like statistically i think he still would have put up similar numbers especially in a game that was predicated on physicality and lebron is just a physical specimen and when the game was a little bit more physical in the early 2000s lebron won a scoring championship went to an NBA Finals and won a league MVP and was named the All-Star every season but his rookie year. So he would have still had success, but that championship success wouldn't have been there. And, and Mo, hey, hey, J-Dub, real quick, Mo, that's a great point because remember, you had Shaq and Kobe from Ooh. 2000 right. to 2004. So what right. team was he going to play on to make a run? The Lakers dominated everything for five years. Then the everything. Spurs. Then the Spurs. Yeah, they did their damn three-peat in what, 99, 2000, 2001, right? No, 2000, 2001, 2002. 2002. Yeah. It, they didn't go 2003 and they lost in 2004 to Detroit. Yeah. My, yep. my last point on, on that whole thing is this is where we got to kind of draw. The, I love this. This is good topic for the show. But 
when we gonna have role players stop calling out great players? <laughs> Steve Wallace, got the, he didn't even he didn't even average twenty damn points for his career. Underachiever. So, you know, what I mean, like he did. He significantly underachieved because he Definitely. couldn't keep the damn con- his temper under control. Right, right. So how his you attitude. gonna kick shots at the guy? Right. You know, what I mean, it, you're not you're not Magic Johnson. You're not Tim Duncan. You you're not Mag- uh, uh, Michael Jordan. Bro, sit on the sideline and, and watch greatness. That's my last point on that. Yeah, I mean, basketball players know at the end of the day. I mean, it's 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 his opinion at the end of the day, man. You know, basketball. Look, I'm I'm not gonna I'm not gonna disrespect this comment. If that's what he felt, that's what yeah. he feel. Um, but yeah, I had to look at it from an uh, an objective point of view, man. And uh, yeah, no, me personally, I, I I strongly believe he would have been successful. I mean, the same success that he's have, having now, he would have had back then. We talking 1995, which eight the years. Thing, you know what I'm saying, which is eight years from that. Funny thing about that quote, that quote is 10 months old. I mean, it just resurfaced yeah, now. He right. was on he was it on Gilly, he was on uh million dollars worth of game yeah. podcast. Game. He was high as gas mm-hmm. when he was talking. You know, he he, he even said that that KD, I was like, whoa, we'll get into that. But what, 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 what did he say about KD? Oh, he said he's he talked about KD. They asked him about KD before they asked about LeBron. He said KD wouldn't even be nowhere close to the play well. Listen, when the show, well, go back and we, listen we to it. Touch this shit. Yeah, yeah listen, it, it started. It started with KD because Gilly yeah, asked really him smoking. about KD, and he was like, "Nah." I mean, he was he was like, "Nah." I mean, nah. I can't see KD having the same success. And then he asked him about LeBron, and that's when Le, and that's when the LeBron comment came. Yep. It's only because it's only because the older generations who played feel like it's nobody that can come and be better than what the hell they played against. Like that right. shit is. You sure. should be happy that the game you play is evolving, bro. Like you got right. players coming in. They paved the way for them. You know what they, I'm saying? They paved like, the way for I, them. I, I just it's just weird that they that they hate on these these new players who yeah. doing shit that they couldn't do. Like you made the point. These guys now are doing shit. You got seven footers and Kevin Durant, who's handling the ball like a fucking point guard and doing what he wants to do. He, Kevin Durant. I don't care. I would never ever sit down and argue this. When I say this to anybody, and they want to argue. I leave it alone. Kevin Durant is the greatest score we have ever seen in the game of basketball. That man would have scored the same shit in 95. Whenever you put Kevin Durant in a basketball game, he's going to score the damn ball. I don't care who he played against. You're not stopping a seven-footer who can cross, who can handle, shoot from anywhere on the floor, and he shoots almost 50% every year from the field. But only way he's, he doesn't score is if he stop his damn self. You're not stopping Kevin Durant, bro. Yeah. Hey, okay, my folk, my go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, Jay Will. Man, they played in the same era. They played 51 times. And in LeBron <laughs> James, I mean, because Rasheed Wallace was in his prime, like in his sports right. prime when they met up, and LeBron beat the brakes off of him. Right. And the in the Detroit Pistons team that won in 04 was the epitome of 90s basketball. You understand True what that. I'm saying? And LeBron. Hang up. He he averaged True close that. to forty points a game on that. Right. Yeah, he, well, he I, I can't even say he wouldn't be successful right. in that era. Like when when he beat the prototypical team. Right. Like Arlon just <laughs> said, LeBron got three MVPs while she was playing. What the hell are you talking about? Right. But yeah, hey, my folks, Boo said that he would have been successful back in the day. However, he wouldn't be able to uh, hold up with that physical play, with the physical play uh, back then. So. That's hey, Larry Johnson. Huh? Was, Larry Johnson? Larry Johnson? was Larry Johnson successful? Didn't he, he was okay. He was okay. He was okay. Yeah, he was okay. Especially, especially in the early part of his career. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. As with Charlotte. Absolutely. As he signed with the Knicks. Yeah, yeah. Grandma, 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 Ma. He had that. He had that, he had that serious back injury. Serious back. Like that. that's, yep. what, that's what started going yep. down here. He, he, yeah. he, 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 he and Tracy McGrady with those bad backs. But let me say this yeah. real quick, uh, J Dub. 
like uh, like we talked about before the show. Will Chamberlain was critical of Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. I th and listen, 20 years from now, 25 years from now, if you think this generation will be critical, you gotta remember, man, these are alpha, alpha males, bro. Alpha males with testosterone levels probably shooting out of the roof. Very, like, overly competitive. So, I, I mean, you know, sure, well, we can sit here and talk about it. But, I mean, you know, he said some stuff. You know, it, it went viral. But, again, I'm still trying to figure out. That was 10 months ago when he made that comment. Why is he resurfacing now? Right. Yeah. But, anyway. It's always a good topic when you're talking about LeBron James. I think sometimes maybe they make themselves relevant. But it's all good. I think Jay Will, like, you know. He was into it. I loved it. I yeah, loved man. It. Good comments. Good <laughs> comments, gentlemen. Because the ball right. is made, man. Um, so if this is the fun time of the evening, fellas, where uh, we're gonna go. We're gonna switch it up a little bit and go back to the uh, NFL. So I, I just want to see all y'all's faces, uh, so that we can reveal. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to reveal the results from last week's picks. Oh, my gosh. It's looking a little Damn. Uh, interesting. Front runners. Damn. Front, front runners. Jonathan yeah. and Maurice at the top. Fred and Ron. Fred That's okay. Man, if you ain't first, you last. That's right. Front oh, you can just baby. be last and last. Nah, 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 we ain't going like that. I ain't, I ain't going to look. I ain't gonna let y'all go on my guy like that, man. Y'all just front runners right now. So yeah, we'll be all right. Okay. Uh, now it's time that you guys can redeem yourselves. Week two uh, is looking pretty interesting. Y'all already know my pick for tomorrow night. Mm, 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 mm. All right. <laughs> this is rapid fire, fellas. Are you ready? Let's go. Let's do it. Let's do it. All in. right. Here we go. I'm gonna call out the game, and we'll just start with Mo, Jonathan, Ron, and Fred. Brett, let's go. Giants. Oh, I'm gonna go with Washington football team. Washington football team. Washington football team. All right, Broncos and Jaguars. Give me the Broncos. I got Broncos. Broncos. Okay, Bills and Dolphins. Give me the Bills. I got the Bills. Bills. Dolphins. Texas and Browns. Give me the Browns. Browns. Browns big. Browns. Bengals and Bears. Shit. Give me the Bengals. I got the Bears on this one. Bengals. Bears. What? All right. 49ers and Eagles. 49ers. 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 Eagles. Saints and Panthers. Saints. Saints. Jamie's. Saints. Saints. Rams and Colts. Rams. Rams. Colts. Rams. Raiders and Steelers. Steelers. Give me Pittsburgh. Steelers. Steelers. Patriots and Jets. Patriots. Ron. Jets. I didn't hear Jonathan. Patriots. Jets. All right. Falcons and Buccaneers. Oh, the Bucks. Buccaneers all day. Yeah. Buccaneers all day, too. Vikings at Cardinals. Mm. Cardinals. 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 Cowboys and Chargers. 
It charges at home. Charges. 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 Wow. <laughs> Titans and Seahawks. Uh, ooh. Uh, give me the Titans. I think they're going to bounce back. I like the Titans to bounce back. And Russ, we trust. I'm going with Seattle. Okay. Chiefs and Ravens. Give me the Chiefs. Chiefs. Quote the Raven, never more. Chiefs. <laughs> <laughs> Lions wow. and Packers. The Packers. 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 All right. That's it. Well, we'll see what happens next week. I will... Uh, Definitely got all of that uh, down for you, fellas. Bet. All right. So here at the uh, No Cap Sports Show podcast, we um, occasionally give out an award. And this week, we are giving it out again. It is the Shit Show Award. And I'm going to let the fellas nominate uh, the candidates for this week. What do you got, fellas? Look here, man. The only thing I got to say is this. Hey, this is to my man. Uh, <laughs> this to my this is to my man. This is to my man in Houston, man. Um, Florida State. Y'all had one job, and one job to win that game somehow, some somewhere, somehow against what Jacksonville State. And look what the fuck you did. I mean, you you didn't play. You you would have thought that you played a prevent defense or something like that would have. And you lose on a hail mary pass at the last second. Had a chance to tackle the guy, and then he get in the end zone any damn way to win the damn game. It's over with, man. It's over with, bro. Only thing I can tell you is just like I said, uh, Peter Warg ain't walking through that door. Warg Dunn ain't walking through that door. Leroy Butler ain't walking through that door. Casey Weldon ain't walking through that door. Peter Bowler. Peter Bowler. <laughs> ain't walking through that door, man. <laughs> yeah, one damn job, bro. Yeah, yeah. That, that is my shit show nominee of the damn week, for real. Yeah, well, you know what, man? I'm a, I'm a, uh, I'm a chant those same sentiments as well. FSU, the <laughs> fact that they played Jacksonville State and only scored seven points in the first half, and they they scored that seven points right before halftime because Jacksonville State, and then they only scored three points in the second half. So if that doesn't deserve the war, tell me what it is. But we, but this has been going on with Florida State consistently for at least what the last maybe five since since Jamie's left, if if I'm not mistaken, right? Then they kind of they started yeah. Jameson and they, Jimbo Fisher. You're right, right. So, um, yeah, I just you know I kind of feel bad for Florida State. You know, um, such a great, such a great football uh, school. You know, for the longest time, um, and every year I always say to myself during the summer, okay, what are they going to do different this time to maybe get them back on track? But I'm going to tell you something, man. I don't see and, and listen the same the same thing with Miami, you know. But just like everything, you're on top for the long time. The same way you rise is the same way you can fall. And if you look at both those teams who dominated, I'm talking about pretty much dominated the '90s and early 2000s. They both pure trash right now. So definitely, uh, <laughs> Florida State should be ashamed of themselves. Um, Coach Mike Novell, you really need to be ashamed of yourself for that. So. I mean, I'm gonna make it a, a, a three peat, man. It's, it's definitely got to be Florida State. How you lose to a team inside your state? Let's just keep it real. Like we all came from different eras. Y'all grew up in the '80s. I grew up in the '90s. You know, what I'm saying they used to steal recruits out of Jacksonville. You lost to Jacksonville State. Like you ain't gonna be able to get no recruits in the state now. Like Florida State is losing its lure. Like at one time, 
like back in the day, I'm like, like ABC games used to be Miami, Florida State, mm-hmm. Oklahoma, Notre Dame, Nebraska, Alabama. But if I see Florida State on the TV now, I'm turning. Yeah, like you know, what I'm saying it, it's that bad. Like y'all need to y'all need to get it together. I'm gonna tell you where y'all messed up at when y'all didn't hire Deion Sanders. Deion Sanders was looking for a job, and y'all wouldn't give it to him. Good point, so this Mark. Is what y'all get. Yeah. Good point, Mo. Hey, like Michael Mick said, it's the chickens coming home to roost. Yes, sir. That's it. That's it. Poetic you, you're justice. Ab- you're absolutely right, man. You're absolutely right to bring to bring in, especially to bring in one of their own. They mm-hmm. definitely could have did that, and they bypassed that. You're absolutely right, man. Because mm-hmm. yeah, he had he he brings in the lore with him. I mean, he just he absolutely. he bring he you get the whole entire package with him. Bottom line, that's something that you should have took a chance on. They probably was thinking, well, he didn't have any coaching experience, what have you. But sorry, and what? What, right. what the fuck they got to do with it, man? They will. You got in. somebody like that, man. You got to take a chance on somebody like that. Bro, he can. You talking about bringing in the recruits, and he can appeal. He can appeal in your living room and to your mom and dad Absolutely. in terms of recruiting automatically. Mm-hmm. Hey, bro, it's people that can't speak English know who prime time is. Come on, man, say it again. Yeah. Say it again. <laughs> True damn story. Real charismatic guy, man. Very charismatic guy. Very. Absolutely. Yes. Well, family, we hope you have enjoyed tonight's show as much as we have. It has been an absolute pleasure. Fellas, do you believe it's already been an hour? I know, right? It's already time to to go home. Thank you so much to our YouTube and our Facebook family for joining in. Um, We always like to leave every week with giving some final thoughts. So uh, my final thought is hoping to see what Taylor will do this week as a starter. My dad can't doesn't know how to say Heineke, so he thinks his name is Heineken and calls him <laughs> Beer Man. So he was excited, said, Beer Man starting this week. Oh, shoot. So <laughs> what are you guys' final thoughts for the week? Uh, my final thought, well, I got a couple of final thoughts. Uh, my final thoughts is, number one, I'm looking forward to the game tomorrow. Um, it's actually couldn't have came at a better time for uh Washington football team. Uh, you know, to pretty much bounce back. So I'm hoping we, hopefully we have bounced back or what have you. If uh, we don't get this defense straight, man, uh, we're going to have to look at the, uh, in terms of bringing in another coordinator, man. This damn Jack Del Rio, man, it's, it's, it's starting, really starting to get to me, man, in terms of uh, not adjusting or what have you. So if you don't get that, man, I, I'm, I'm ready to replace him with Vanessa Del Rio at this damn point for real. So that's my final thoughts, guys. Hey, my, my final thought is two part one. I think it was another great show, fellas. Uh, I look forward to this every week. What we bring out there and put it in the atmosphere is great. But uh, really, I, my final thought is uh, I can't wait to see, you know, all the Washington Red, uh, Washington football teams drinking a Heineken when they see them play on Thursday night. It's, if y'all can't beat the Giants, right, and all jokes aside, their offensive line is terrible. If y'all don't put any pressure on, on Daniel Jones and, and, and make him turn the ball over, it is going to be a long season. Because I don't yeah. think you're going to see an offensive line any worse than that. It's pretty True bad. story. True story. It's pretty bad. Well, I'm definitely looking forward to tomorrow. I'm not ready to fire Jack Del Rio yet. I could get him to the end of the year. I mean, this is the same guy that, got, that made our defense top five last year. I mean – I just think Fred overreacted after one don't week. Don't let them I statistics. Get... Don't let them statistics fool you, bro. But go. I'm gonna bro, let you. We... I'm gonna let you get your point out, man. Don't let listen, them stats man. fool you, big bro. What have listen, you man. done for me lately? Listen, 
That is the problem <laughs> with Washington football fans. We love the backup quarterback, and we love to get rid of a coach midseason. It's been that way for 30 years, man. We love to get rid of a coach midseason, and we just fall in love with the backup. We fell in love with the backup quarterback since Doug Williams. That, that's what, since 1986, we, we've been dealing with falling in love with the backup quarterback, and why? I, I don't get it. That's all we want to do is fire coaches, fire coaches, yeah, get rid of them, and go get who? And go get who? You fire Jack Del Rio and go get who? And then if the next man does the same thing next year, then what? That's all we you do. Stuck, fire, you stuck fire, on them. Fire, you stuck, fire, on, fire, you stuck fire. on them damn statistics from last year, man. All that top five no. shit. Throw that shit out the damn window, bro. I'm I'm that stuck on I'm that. stuck on Washington fans always ready to fire somebody after. Yeah, because we want shit now, man. We've been dealing with this shit for twenty goddamn years, bro. We ready, we want to win. We want to okay. win. Right. So win. let's just keep firing people. In, in in the middle of the season until we get it right, that is asinine and backwards. Well, we I'm held sorry. on for shit. We held on for shit for so long, and look at the damn result. Yeah, I think it's been almost thirty, actually, not just. Okay, exactly. We ain't done shit. I want to win. I want to win, and I call okay. shit. See, let me tell you something. I'm not one of them delusional fans, man, to be like, you know, hey, you know, uh, making excuses for every time we do something wrong or what have you. No, nah, man, I, I'm a results-driven guy. I want fucking results. I'm tired okay. of this shit every goddamn year. I get year, it. Man. We want I get it. I just want to win. I, I get I'm, it. I'm tired, of, I'm tired of seeing the Chargers come into our home and do exactly what they did Sunday. I don't want to do that shit. I right. Want that right. 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 So let's fire Jack Del Rio. So let's fire Jack Del Rio. Let's uh -oh. and, and let's go say, "Hey Mo, and let's go see who we can find off the street to come in and coast the defense." Hold on. Hold on. Hey Mo, and then next year we'll be doing the same thing. Man, get rid of him. Man, y'all don't give. Y'all have y'all have zero patience, bro. Zero. I'm about everything. Everything. And that's Thank why we're winning. Thank you, family, so much for joining hey. in. So it's only six or seven teams that's winning. What are you talking about? Everybody ain't winning. We ain't winning. What? I'm talking about Super Bowl, bro. I want to get to the Super Bowl. Oh, I want to win. Thank y'all so much for joining the No it ain't Jack Del Rio's fault. Podcast, that's for sure. Where sports and combos collide. We will see you next week, same time, same bat channel, eight o'clock <laughs> on Wednesday. Mo, take us out. Hey, Joe Gibbs ain't walking through that door. Oh shit! Oh, hey,